the lumber town of Otari, with its storied past and a fair share of sinister secrets, has been fairly quiet in recent decades. Over the 400 years since its inception, the surrounding area has been the launching pad for many famous adventurers, and as a result, most of the ancient ruins have been fully explored, much of their mysteries already solved. But when the mysterious gauntlet, an eerie landlocked lighthouse, begins to glow with a baleful light, the people of Otari suspect it's an ominous prelude to sinister events. The call goes out for a new band of heroes to save the day. Those heroes are... Mukta. One's path in life may shift like the sands. You have to adapt or be buried. Halarmony Higgins. Can I play something for you? New Lara. Hey, I know that it's scary, but you have to get up. Okay? Take my hand. Ugh. Very good. Let's go. Clovis. Nature is not to be put in order. Nature is order. It is for us to put ourselves in unison with this order. The time has come to enter the Abomination Vaults, Ruins of Gauntlet. Three hungry, vicious-looking ghouls prepare to charge you guys and attack. And so, at this point, I need everyone, go ahead and roll initiative for me. Oh. Uh. oh, wow. There we go. Looks like these guys are beating you guys out on initiative so far. Yep. Nice. Ooh, there you go. Clovis gets in front of everyone. He's hiding in the next room over, but he did get ahead of everyone. Okay. As combat begins to unravel, Clovis, you are the first to kick us off in combat. What would you like to do? Can I see this guy? Uh, oh, I can see him through the door, right? You can, so the guy in the middle, you can definitely, like, his token, I can see part line of sight, right? So he has partial cover through the door frame. So he would have, like, you know, uh, just based on being like that, he'd have a, a plus two AC to whatever you try to do. But you do see him. Is that right, I'm going to do this, whatever. No. <laughs> the best plans always start with, I'm going to do this, whatever. Do it, Clovis. And I don't mean that sarcastically. What are you doing, Clovis? Moving? Coming out the door. Okay. Go right there. <clears throat> and I am going to cast Vomit Storm, a swarm, at, uh, at the whole group. All right. Drop that spell in chat. We have not seen this yet. Yeah, you can easily get all third. It's, it's oh, more than damn, enough to cover that's them That's huge. That is pretty big, right? So what does this look like, Clovis? What is What are you doing in this moment, right? Like, it's called Vomit Swarm. Yep. Describe. So you see me see. open my, <clears throat> my hands, and you see 
cockroaches and centipedes and just just every type of insect and bugs are all kind of kind of look like a big boogeyman as it goes and attacks these guys so i'm gonna make a reflex save for all three of them yeah, from the corner of the room, you just hear, Oh my god, Hal, I think they already got Clovis. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the ghoul in the front on the left succeeds. So he's going to take half damage. You can go and roll the damage for that, Clovis. Okay. The one on the right fails, and the one in the back succeeds. So that's eight. So half damage to this guy, full damage to this guy, and half damage to this guy. And it says... A creature that fails also becomes sickened one. So the one, it's an undead creature that eats like flesh, but there's nothing in the stab block I see that makes it immune to the sickened condition. It's immune to like disease and poison, but this isn't quite that. So he is going to become sickened one. Uh, there we go. Sickened one on the ghoul on the right, known as the dogmatic ghoul. Is that your turn, Clovis? That's my turn. All right. The, the guy in the back who's like, you know, the quote-unquote leader of him, he's dressed, he's a little bigger buffer, and he's dressed in more respectable robes. He sits back here, he like is wiping like cockroaches and pulls like a worm like out of his nose and just kind of tosses it aside. Yeah, he looks up at you, and he reaches his fingertips out at you, Clovis, and there is basically tendrils of darkness exposed, like come out of his fingertip in a 30-foot line straight down the hallway rips right through you as they go into your body and out the back. I need you to make a fortitude saving throw. You got this. <laughs> Natural <laughs> 20. Nine. So that's a critical success for, and I know, a basic save. So these black tendrils wrap through your body and they're like Nularos next to you with their eyes wide as it tears through you, but you suffer no effects. You push out this harmful energy and are unaffected by the spell in question. I mean, you did just vomit up a bunch of bugs. I don't think that energy is going to hurt you. <laughs> right? That's so Jeez. So that's pretty intense, which causes him to basically, uh, for his second action, he like gets upset and he looks right at you, Clovis, and he, uh, he basically yells in like a large battle cry and he's gonna try to demoralize you with his like a demoralize ability uh you cannot do you don't know speak under common do you don't think so i think it's just common okay so you do get a, a, a minus four to the penalty to the roll so he rolls a 21 minus four at 17 what's your will save dc 21 you are an expert yep awesome so you are unaffected Nice. Way to stand your ground. All right. Up next, these other ghouls. So this one here uh, rushes forward at you, Clovis. And one action to stride in. And then with the second action, he's going to do a jaw strike at you. 19? That hits. Okay. So the claws, like the the bite rips into you. You are going to take some damage. That is six points of damage to you. For one thing, uh, the the bite bites into you, and everyone else has been hit or bit by these things has had to fight the effects of paralysis tearing into their body. But as that like kind of 
saliva mixes with your elvish blood, it like instantly dissolves it and you are immune to the paralyzed effects that these guys put onto you. Nice. But there is another thing. I still need you to make a, a fortitude saving throw. Okay. You're immune to the paralyzed, but not to the mysterious second effect. Come on. 25 is a criti- critical success, so no effect. Nice. And then it takes its second strike at a penalty with a claw uh, and totally misses. Okay. This one that's like sickened, you watch as he goes like, he's like, he's like vomiting up like bugs still and he like looks disgusted and he looks kind of hurt. So he looks up at you, Clovis, and he looks back at his boss. You actually watch as he like strides back into the middle of the room and where that like pulsing blue light, he actually steps right into the light and like you see him like put his face up and his hands out and just let the energy like wash through him. So yeah, as he ends his turn in there, he is going to suffer the effects. So he stands in this energy and you actually watch as like the wounds that you put on him like heal. And I believe the second condition runs off. All right, Mukta. I will take the stride action. So there's 10. Can I get to there? Can you get, it's 30, it's 30 feet to that square that you're marked right there. Mm-hmm. So you, oh. you can get to there. Uh, hmm. Damn. I'm just gonna shoot at uh, the creepy guy, the creepy boy band member with his arms up. Okay, the one like in the light? Okay. Or no, actually, I guess uh, probably the one in combat with uh, Clovis. Okay. I'll just uh, pull out my bow quickly, knock uh-huh. an arrow, and fire. Uh, 23, that is a hit. All right. Max nice. damage. Max damage. This ghoul is definitely bloodied at this point as the, your arrow rips into him. And then uh, I will... Uh, ride again <laughs> yep just like i just like to think you run through the hallway and fire as you run exactly perfect and that's all right very, very cool Hal. all right uh i will use lingering composition and inspire courage to give everybody a boost all right you did you had a rough week performing last week mm-hmm. but let's see if you've fixed your performance issues crazy yeah. exactly. <laughs> He's just trying to get used to you this have. new loot, you know? <laughs> this week we're sponsored by Cialis. Uh, that is a success. Okay, so it should last three rounds. Okay. Okay, very cool. I'm going to sustain. I'm not really sure if I need to, but I'm going to. And I'm going to push a light outside. Okay. So I can illuminate Mukta. Oops. No, just so I don't know if they can see or not. And yeah. my last, I'm going to get I think a line. that lit up the hallway a lot better. Line of sight to see if I can see at least some people. Nular. All right. So, um, you said that the ghoul in front of us is bloodied already? Yes. Between the, the vomiting bugs and the arrow that closed, or sorry, Mukta hit, this ghoul in front of you is bloodied. Okay, so I am going to hit it, hit this one with my trident. Okay. Uh, 20 is a hit. Dirty 20. 
Dirty 20, that's definitely hit. Uh, 12 points to damage. Alright, your trident rips right through the middle of this ghoul, and it, like, instantly, like, like, screams as it goes limp on the end of your trident, and it's dead. Okay, perfect. And then I am going to move since this ghoul isn't there anymore, I'm going to move my character right in front. I'm going to move Delara right in front of Clovis. I can't move her. And then for my last action, I'm going to raise my shield. Alright. Uh, it it's it's like a stab, reposition, shield up action. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Defending Clovis. Alright, top of the round, Clovis. Actually, Steve, can I move uh, one step further? I mean, closer? Yeah. Okay. You can close the distance more. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, I am targeting the the main guy there, whatever he is. Yep. With my acid splash. I got oh, okay. Um, yeah, that is a hit. Go ahead and roll the damage on this. And here's the thing we missed last week, I believe. So... If you, when you hit, you do one splash damage as well, which we did not factor in last week. So he takes, it hits him, and he takes five damage. Five acid damage. Um, He is not, has no resistance or immunity to acid, so it hits him for five. And then the one damage splashes off of him and hits everything around him. So this guy that's like bathing in the blue light takes one damage all right and with that i will i'm going to move back all right very cool and the man that's my turn okay so as you like raise your shield and kind of bear down on this group <laughs> this this guy like like looks right at you Nulara, because the clothes is kind of like been detached and a little safe uh you're the current threat so he like looks right at you and you watch as he begins um like chanting some words and moving his hands and you feel like a magical effect start attacking your mind so he's casting the phantom pain spell i need you to make a dc20 will save Critical success. The target is unaffected. You're too respectful, sir. <laughs> so the second spell in a row that's been critically like resisted from this guy. Oh yeah. Right? That's, <laughs> that's kind of crazy. Uh, so now he uh, <laughs> he like is like like scared of you. So he actually uses his turn. So, like he, he like starts walking away from you and he's bumping into his guy that's like in the blue light and he starts like basically yelling at this guy that to like get out of the way but he uh, moves like around him behind his ally and kind of pushes him in the back in your direction so that's the end of his turn uh, so at the end of this guy's turn he gets shoved in the back out of the blue light and uses his strike action to engage on you Nular. And he comes at you with a jaw strike. Okay. Uh, so 25. I'm blocking it with my shield. Okay. So that's going to be five damage. I take no damage. 
your shield absorbs it all without taking any damage. You get your shield between you and your target. You have a, a, a and I have hardness of five, right? Lock too. Ooh, yeah. you do. So it's so then it's either flat-footed or pushback, right? Uh, yes. Okay, in this case, he's gonna choose the flat-footed. Okay, awesome. So you knock him off balance. He'll, he holds his ground, which forces the flat-footing condition on him. And then as you push him away with the aggressive shield, he is going to take his last action to do a, a penalized strike with his claw, like at your exposed leg. It's a nine. It's not going to work. Okay. So until... Is, is aggressive block until the end, until the start of its next turn? Or until the end of your turn? How does the timing work? Until the start, until the start of, of, of your turn. turn. Yeah. Okay. Well, perfect. So everyone can benefit from it. Exactly. Class. Everyone, except for Clovis. But that's fine. That's that's their turn. So Mukta. Hearing uh, Nulara successfully mm -hmm. repel her attacker, I will step. You, you step out and you watch Nulara like just cracking this thing in the face and like stunning it momentarily where it's dropped its defenses. So I take it as flat-footed. It is flat-footed. I will shoot it with my bow. Go for it. 22 is a hit. All right, nine points of damage. Uh, this thing is bloodied. So I see that, is there something that's emitting this light or? Which one, which light uh, are you seeing? A blue light. Yeah, so right in the middle of this round circular chamber where the cultists are like kind of standing right now. Let me see, what can you see? Yeah, right in the middle of it, there's this twisting line of energy that comes up out of the floor and like it's like a tether to the ceiling. Like it's going straight up through the middle of the room and where it hits the top and the bottom, you just see like the bending of time and space as the magical energy flows right through the center of this chamber. And the creature last turn had actually ran back into it and like bathed in the light when it healed his wounds. But there's no like gem or something. That's no, no, yeah. There's no object. It's just the current of energy from the ceiling to the floor. There's uh, no right. like object that appears to be emanating it, right? Uh, yeah, go for broke. Second, third action, attack him again. Yeah, kill go him. For kill it. him. Yeah, he's flat footed. Uh, 19 is a hit. Nice. Double ones. Amazing. No. That's a little rough, unfortunately. Uh, so your arrow, your, your second arrow hits, but this time it just like nicks him right across like the calf. Just a bare amount of damage. Tis but a flesh wound. Yes. That's my turn. Okay. Al. I'm going to move some of the lights while I sustain some. Maybe it uh, helps him. Uh, then I'm going to stride down here to the bottom and I'm going to bring some lights with me so I can search around the place and maybe find some something nice. Okay. Do you say so you want to take the seek action? Sure. Okay, make a perception check. All right, a quick look around the room. Um, it's fairly sparse. The main thing is like there's two bookshelves here. As you take a quick glance at the bookshelves, it looks like... Uh, some of these titles, just at a quick glance, definitely ring a memory that they probably are on Morley Bent's list. But that's all you see in this room. All right. Uh, that's everything. All right. Nulara? Okay. So I am going to stride past this ghoul. I'll take okay. uh, any opportunity attack. Yep. 
he has me. You All stride right. past him. It does not trigger an opportunity attack. Oh, perfect. And then I am going to uh, do a power attack uh, against this cultist with my trident. Okay. So that will be... Come on, natural 20. Oh, 24. 24 is a hit. Okay, it's awesome. That would be 10. Oh my god, 10 damage. Got a low roll for you too. Mm-hmm. Alright, your trident like find solid purchase into this thing and as it like stabs into you you just can smell the stench washing off this thing and his skin is like hardier and thicker than the last one you killed and like you yank it free and you like look at him and even though there's like a bit of like blood trickling out of the wounds he just looks back at you with like a disconcerting grin and he looks like he is still pretty healthy Okay, I'll, I'll look over my shoulder um, towards... Did Mukta hide? I think he's still standing in the hallway. Okay, I'll look past my sho- uh, shoulder uh, towards Mukta and just yell, I think he's trying to get away! He might Did have you... some information! Are we trying to catch them? Yeah, not yeah. Al- not alive. I, I would say alive, but I don't think they're alive. Um, talking. We're, we'll, we'll try to catch them talking. Right. That's right. the end of my turn. Okay. Alright, top of round three, Clovis. Okay, I am gonna target this guy and Ray of Frost. Okay. Uh, 14. 14. Well, the flat footed condition came off at the end at the during your turn, right, Nilar? Uh yes. Cause so the fourteen is not a hit. Hero point. <laughs> yeah, might as well, huh? Alright, I'll use my hero point. Alright, hero yes. point time. Beat a, you roll a five, and you just barely... <laughs> we all have zero. extra points to give <laughs> yeah. to ourselves. <laughs> right. Game the system. I believe in you. Yes! Uh, 21 what? is a hit. Eight points of cold damage, correct? That is enough. I don't know if I've ever asked you, what does it look like when you cast a ray of frost? Point my finger and you just see this white, like ice crystals just fly out my finger and straight into my target. Okay. And the ice crystals like lash over his body and like he like roll falls over and hits the ground and like kind of like a hard thud and like part of his like undead like arm just shatters into like ice pieces on the ground. Nice. And he's just lying there dead in the middle of the hallway. Okay. That was just, you still have one action, I believe. The insects disappear at the end of the spell, so they're, they only last a few seconds, unfortunately. Yeah. For asking in chat. Anything else, Clovis? Yeah, I think I'm gonna, I'll go ahead and move past into the hall. Let's move that. Okay. I'm gonna hide in the okay. hall there. Okay, perfect. All right. Brings up the canker cultist. So you watch as he grins and he steps. He uses a step action to like move north, like one step. And he goes right in the middle of the blue light, Nulara. So he he stands in the blue light and then he reaches out to you, um, Nulara, and he casts a spell. 
Now, here's the thing. Casting this spell has somatic and verbal components. So it's, this gives it the manipulate action, which means okay. you can trigger your opportunity attack and try to, like, interrupt him. Yes, definitely. Let's go, natural 20. Yeah, so go ahead and hit. You can do it. <laughs> 28. 28. Not a crit. Oh, oh wait, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute, wait wait, a minute, wait I don't have you're Inspire Courage. In, yeah, your Inspire Courage dropped off. It, it only lasted for one round, it should have lasted for three. So you do have Inspire Courage. And a 29, 29 yeah. is a critical hit. Oh, hey! So make sure to add the Inspire Courage back to your token for this roll, because it's going to affect your damage. Okay. It might have affected some of the earlier rolls for Mukta. I'm not yeah, sure. Say, I'm probably, I, I, did I miss that one by one when I ran my when I did my arrow? No, you missed it by two, unfortunately. Okay, damn it. Uh, non-lethal damage, please. Well, here's the thing. Oh. Non-lethal damage has very specific rules in Pathfinder. Oh, so, okay. So we can review those rules real quick, because unless your weapon has the non-lethal tag on it, which your trident does not, we have to look at how non-lethal works. So you can make a non-lethal attack to knock someone out instead of killing them. Weapons with the non-lethal trait do this automatically. You take a minus two circumstance penalty to the attack roll if you try to use an attack that doesn't have the lethal trait. So you can make this attack non-lethal, but you're going to take a minus two penalty, which will no longer make it a crit. Okay. Uh, kill him. <laughs> okay. I guess we can just heal him back up. Yeah. Here. Yeah. I. We don't want him to get back in the blue light. Come back alive. We don't know what he's casting. Just kill him. Okay, I kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty points of damage is the wall. That's... Ass. So. Here's the thing, right? At, at the end of his turn, this blue energy was about to heal him. Plus, he's about to hit you with this, like, weird... He has... His hand started glowing with black energy as he reached out to touch you. And so you interrupt this spell casting by bringing, like, your, your trident right into him as he leaves himself exposed. 30 damage is enough to kill him before that happens. Consent, and motherfucker. Be before he was able nope. to heal from the blue light or anything... You just completely kill this thing, and this cultist just crumbles up, like, dead, right outside, like, the blue light, like, ugh, ugh. and you're like, man, maybe I should have pulled that punch a little bit, but you had a, you had an instance where you wanted to, to make it non-lethal, but uh, you took your shot, right, and it paid off because you killed him. And that's it. That's the end of combat. Hey. All right. Level Experience points-wise. You guys get 80 experience points for that fight. Plus, I'm going to give you guys a bonus 20 experience points for the the blue light being part of it. Well, it made it a little more challenging. So make, make an even 100 experience. Ooh, 350. I'm yep. sorry, Mukta. I was a hypocrite. I killed him. Nah, I think you did the right thing. Uh, he was looking a little grabby. <laughs> Yeah, he was getting ready to cast it. Chill Touch on you. Oh. So. And he would have healed up. We would have been in trouble. That is very true. So um, one thing, too, um, the only, like, they, they have the, the robes and stuff, but as you look at their bodies, they don't look like they're really carrying any gear, per se. They don't fight with weapons or anything or wear armor. The one thing that this guy had 
laying there right at your feet, Nulara, is um, one of those necklaces with two disgusting lumps of, like, rotten flesh just on them. Oh, kind of like the one from the, um, what do you call them? The fellow, like, librarians? Mokta, are you okay? You're a little slanted there. <laughs> yeah, you did tell yourself a little bit. Um, yeah, the same kind of thing that you saw one of the librarians do earlier. He's got two on his, though. Oh. His, his chunks look a little bigger. I grab it just in case. So just to get into read the description for this room since you're seeing it, you're inside it for the first time and combat's finally ended. This chamber's smooth stone walls glisten with moisture despite the air being dry and somewhat stuffy. Several low divans are arranged in a circle and interspersed with low tables stacked with a few books and rotting morsels of decayed flesh. A twisting ribbon of pale blue light stretches between the floor at the room's center and the ceiling above. It's points of contact, sending creepers of what looks like infected tissue out in a distorted spiral every few seconds. And we're back to expiration mode. I pop my head back in the room. Uh, Hal, you can come out now. They're um, dead-er, I guess. The door closes, and Hal searches for valuables, not these books he's worried about. Yeah. Give me another perception check, see if you could find any valuables in there. Give it a good toss and once over, like going through the mattress, going for anything you could find that might be valuable. It looks like the only valuables in this room are the books. I come back out and say, oh, you guys finished the big one too? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that new loot of yours is, is really working well. You finally hmm. learned how to play it. Good job, Alarmity. <laughs> Only took me a few hours, of course. I hope everything uh, went well. Um, I was hiding, of course. No worries. We need you alive. So, yeah, you, once you're in this room now, it's very clearly there's another door at the back end of this kind of circular chamber, too, Miller. Uh, does this light remind me of the light? where it kind of, like, called upon the Scalathrax? Uh, the, the color and the pale blue glow 100% gives you that sort of connection, yeah. Is there a ceiling even, above? Yeah, there is a ceiling. So there's a, there's a floor and a ceiling. The ceiling is up, you know, about, like, 10 feet above you. It's not too big of a room here. Um, but the stonework is different than the rest, like... In the hallway where the library was, like the the stone shows its age one hundred percent, right? It's mm -hmm. dark, it's dingy. There's cobwebs. I mean, it's kept up by the the librarians and stuff, but it's showing its age. But as you like look at the floor in here, immaculate, pristine, polished stone, like covers this room that one hundred percent matches the stonework from the the basically the lighthouse that you've been in. I'd like to find. Maybe the source of this light, like, is it coming from somewhere? So I looked at the ceiling. Yeah. Give me, um, just give me a perception check. Perception. Yeah. Key. And Clovis, why Nular is doing this, what is Clovis doing during this? I'm continuing to look for those books. Okay. As, Clo as Clovis uh, runs by, 
I, I, Hal would like to say, uh, Clovis, you were hollering some names earlier across the hall before the man came. I think some of those books are in that lady's room. And he points back into the to the small room with the bed. Thank you, Alarmy. I'll go check it out. Yep, so you can go back and, and he can show you those books, Clovis, and you can start doing that. So, Nular, you're watching this blue light come up from the ceiling and down, and you're trying to make sense of it. There's there's no whole, like, there's no, like, indentation or passageway in the ceiling or the floor. It looks perfectly smooth stone. The only thing that's weird is, like, the way that the energy kind of, like, spirals out as it goes between the two. But as you focus on this and study it for, like, a moment... You get the impression that the energy flow is flowing from the bottom up. So if there was a source of energy, you're pretty sure it's down below this, whatever's below this floor. Eerie. Ah, uh, Mukta, there's a door here. Do you want me to open it or? What's that? Then I come from the other side of the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where are you? Oh. Can you give me a few minutes? I want to oh. heal Clovis before we oh. continue. Sorry, Hal. <clears throat> that would be uh, nice of you, Larmini. I want to take 10 minutes. I, I, look, at, uh, I look at Mushi sure. and I say, Mushi, uh, good job in uh, protecting our Larmini in here. <laughs> Mushi's always doing guard work. You did so, Clovis, um, Clovis, thank you. Yeah, um, back in this in this back room, this is the room um, where where Halarmy found like the books that look that you were looking for. So go ahead and move back into that bedroom, which should be like a little south of you. And then you can give me a perception check to uh, look for some of the books. Um, I think the issue is it's, it's pitch black and uh, without right. any kind of light source. I mean, yeah, I'll cast my cantrip light. Right. I don't think it's on Nulara right now. No, oh, but it could no, be. That was a while ago. Well, we've, then, been in, we've been in light, so I haven't had to use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can go ahead and cast light on yourself. That's fine. Oh, well, I'm bringing the lights in as I need to see him to touch him and give him lay on hands. Yeah. Then that, the problem with you pulling the lights in, which was fine, like now you're like, now Mukta is like in the dark and Nular is having to check out a door in the pitch black, right? I will say you guys did find a wayfinder in the River oh, Drake's treasure. One. Oh, Right? And the wayfinder... Can, basically, it's like a flash that you can it can activate the light cantrip on itself. So oh, Mukta okay. could have light source if you wanted to like be using that or something. So do you want like to use that wayfinder? You, you basically like click it on and then you just kind of like attach it to yourself, so it just gives you light. I or guess I do not want to. Do you not want to because you like being sneaky? I'd rather not have a light on me, but um, there's enough dim light I can see the doors over here. I can still see. Uh, yeah. I just want to perceive if I can hear anything. Uh... Okay. Give me a procession check for that. Clovis, down in that room as you're like, um, wait, did you, you never gave me the perception check. Did you, Clovis? Uh, you want a perception check? Okay. Perception check, yeah. Got it. 25. 25, okay. Um, as you go through that room, it's... Not a huge collection, but a lot of the books that are packed in here are on the list. And you find two bulk worth of books just in this room alone. So I can bump your bulk from one to three. So the big issue now is you're carrying so many books that you're encumbered. You're weighed down by these books. Oh, shit. 
um, Clovis, or sorry, Mukta, you like lean into the door. Like, which door particularly are you listening to at this point? Because there are, you can actually get, make out a bit. There is some writing because they're very well organized here. So the one on the end of the hall reads in Undercom and Personal Quarters. And the one to the south reads Scrivener's Office. I'd probably check the office first. Okay. So you put your ear and you like listen as hard as you can. You do hear movement on the other end. To the best that you can figure, it sounds like either something's being stabbed or something's being sewed. It's like a very like repeated jabbing kind of sound. Very faint, but distinguishable. And if you want to listen to the other door, you can give me a perception check for the other uh, Another secret protection, perception check for the other door, too. All right. So I'll mark off that you got the books from here. Okay, so you, you put your ear to the other door, the one that says personal quarters, and it sounds like something... It sounds like feasting. Something on the other end of that room, in that, like, personal quarters, is being eaten you hear like talking back and forth in undercommon um where it's it sounds like these ghoul type creatures and they're basically fighting over like eating something i back away yeah. very quietly and slowly and Nolara. Nolara. Yeah, but, but, yeah i was checking out these doors behind us uh-huh the one to the south, there's some sort of... I'm not sure if it's some sort of machinery or something stabbing, but from the door directly behind me, there's definitely more ghouls. Uh, sounds like they're having quite a feast. I'm not sure if you're hungry, but... Uh, well, I'm glad they didn't hear all the ruckus from outside. Right, so... Uh, just know if we want to go that way to the private quarters, expect more uh, battle. All right, I'll be ready. Uh, let's let the others know too. Right. So, how? What are you doing at during this point? Because Slovis is down there ransacking library books. You know, oh. Mukta is checking. What is what is Hal Harmony doing? Yeah. After healing him and them looking around, I will sit here on the bench, lean against it, and strum my. Uh, strum my music and try to refocus. Okay. Yeah, so you're you're doing the refocus kind of route. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the only thing is you can never refocus. You, you the only re thing is you have to, to refocus. We have to have spent a focus point. So if you're at zero, you can always go back to one without issue. You just can't go back to like two or three or whatever your max is. Got it. So you're, you're good. So Clovis spends a little bit of time. Like you come back, Mukta, and with Nulara, and Clovis is just finishing up and coming out of like the room with like way too many books for him. He's like weighed down. Hey, can uh, can somebody take a a book? Anybody have room to carry one book for me? Maybe Nulara can take some. I <laughs> have my hands full. How many do you have? Three, I got so. It's weird, move. right? Because we measure them in how many bulk, but it's really multiple books per bulk usually. Yeah, uh, three bulk. So I need somebody to take a bulk off me. Uh, At least yeah. one bulk. I can I can take two. I'll take two bulk away from you. All right, Nora. I uh, greatly appreciate it. So this is oh. going to work out my core. So this is good. This is good for me. 
It's like when you strap those, you know, weighted belts on yourself or something. Exactly. Uh, but look, I was uh, doing a bit of a perimeter check. Uh, and to the east, the doors to the east of us, labeled uh, personal quarters. There's definitely more creatures over there. Apparently um, gorging themselves on God's know what. And Borba, who's like he kind of been like tagging along and like watching silently, he's like, "Oh shit, Borba! You know, it's it's been a while since I'm here, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Book Lady, she used to hang out in the restricted section. She had, she had, she had an office there. Oh, this isn't her office. Uh, he looks around. He's like, "Oh well, yeah, there's a lot of Book Ladies, um." But the more time I spend here, the more I realize the one that you're looking for, the one that, you know, the, the one that had a relationship with my master. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, he was so mean to me. Gosh, can you believe what he did to me? It's just the worst. And he starts kind of sniffling and crying a little bit. He, got, he distracted I, himself with his pity. I give him pats on the back. Don't worry, friend. Um, I will keep my word. And I'm sorry we're, that we're holding you hostage like this. I feel bad, but we do have to go through this dungeon. I mean, he did almost kill me, right? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I have a mission here. <laughs> I look at Mukta. So he kind of like steadies himself, and what he says is is basically, um, if you if you want to check the restriction section, it, it's. On the north, it's like on the, t- he points in the, or he can't point, but he tells you it's like towards the north a bit. Um, it's directly across from Belcora's office. Have we seen Belcora's office? Somebody went up there and saw the plaque on the outside of the door last week. So on the north end of the hall, there's a door and in undercommon on the outside of the door, it just says Belcora's office. Nilara, perhaps hmm. uh, we, we, I think we rescued everybody we were supposed to get. Is that correct? I'm sorry. I missed that. Can you say that again, Hal? Mera sent us down to find her friends. We found them, right? Mukta, your girlfriend and her companions. Um, are we supposed to find some more? I'm not sure they're feasting on anybody we uh, want to care about, but I don't like the fact that they're feasting on anyone altogether. So do we go through that door where they're eating their dinner or do we go to Belcora's office and what's next to it? Uh, I don't know about um, the rest of you, but I feel like we're down here to maybe stop the lighthouse from shining again. So maybe if there's anything we can skip, it would not be a bad thing. (laughs) Especially, you know, I don't want to be their next uh, feast. Yeah, and after... um... After eating, I would say uh, it's a little too late to save that person. So I agree. Perhaps they have uh, courses like the first course, like we had at the manor, and they have the second course. Maybe they're at the first course, and we can save the second, and third, and fourth course. True, but as Muka said, maybe we would be second, third, and fourth course. So Kyle starts counting and pointing at his companions. Perhaps we'd like uh, a five course, seven course meal. Um, okay. I am good with that. Maybe we check the Belcora's office or the doors by there. I mean, most should be like an aperitif, maybe. I don't know. An hors d'oeuvre. <laughs> Sorry, Mushi. 
Just a side salad. The leaf falls off. It's going to be a salad. <laughs> okay, so uh, Bokor's yeah, office so then? Bokor's office? Okay, I follow you. Uh, I'd like to raise my... Sh- I, I would, if yeah. I could, Steve, uh, if huh? like, if I could defend while we walk up to the sure. Bokor's yes. office. So the, this is exploration, right? So you can all ha- be in exploration activity. So Nulara is using defend. How are you still sustaining the lights? I will still sustain the lights and move them up as okay. we move up, but I'll wait for everybody else to go before me. Sure. Mukta, also, are you... I... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I mean, just to make sure I know what everyone's doing, right? So Mukta was... You, your default is always avoid detection, right? Is that still what you're doing? Yes. I want, I'd usually be in the dim areas of the lights. Uh... Trying to stay ahead of them? Yes. And uh, Clovis, you're using gonna, a lookout. I'm going to be... Uh, I'm going to be... Continue to investigate as we're walking through my eyes. I'm just looking for anything, whether it be books or secret doors or anything. Okay. Um, why don't you give me perception? So go ahead and give me that perception roll, a secret perception roll. Um, and then what were you saying, Nular? Oh, I also want to add, as one of our many options inside this dungeon, there's also a door where the occultist was. But yes, so let's close. go here. I can't yeah, read you... anything, you guys. <laughs> yeah, so this, this door right here to the left reads Belcora's office. Oh. Uh, oh right here on the right, like, Mukta can see that this door reads um, restricted section, or sorry, restricted collection. And then there is, like, you know, the hallway continues off to the north in a smaller fashion. But, like, from this main library chamber, the two doors on this end are Belcora's office to the west and the restricted collection to the east. All right, I go up to the door, giving it a scan, of course, for traps. Yep, give me that secret perception check. Clovis, as you kind of, like, you're still moving along with your, like, investigate, you're looking for, like, books and stuff. Um, there. The thing is, like, this thing is, like, so tall that you basically need, like, moving ladders to crawl up and get. And there are so many books. There could very easily be books here that, that you're missing, but, like, you don't see any apparent so you're not sure if you're not missing them or they're just not here. All right. All right, Mukta, the door does not seem to be trapped or locked. All right. It's not trapped or locked, Nulara. And I will step into this hallway. <laughs> yep. Avoid notice. Yep, open, open, open it. Oh, there's right. another door. It opens a small little five-foot chamber with a second door. Mukta, uh, there's another door. Okay, step back, step back. <laughs> okay. This very methodical, like, okay, you want me to recheck it? Right. Like, this shuffling along. Look, a job done right might be slow, but it's done right. <laughs> There's one more door that I don't know if you could see with the lights. If you move the light up one more, Clovis could probably see it. But there's a door, like, right here. Yep, um, can definitely see it. But if you look at this door, it just reads, like, lavatory. All right, this door neither seems trapped nor locked, Mukta. All right. All right. And I will stay in the shadows here. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh... Okay, so you open the door into this, it's like a, you know, a pretty sizable office. Um, this office is brightly lit by several glowing lights in a chandelier hanging above the desk and chair. It's basically like, well, anyways, mirrors hang on the north and south wall although both of them are cracked badly. So both walls of this room are lined with, with cracked mirrors that make your reflection super disjointed. Um, and there's a pretty beautiful chandelier hanging right over the top of this room, and it just 
you know, as you kind of move in and the air gets disturbed a little bit, it kind of gently blows and you just see the light kind of refract refracting off of all the crystals that are within it. Uh, I call out, no librarian in here, but there's another door. Can I jimmy it, see if it's locked? That door is mine. Oh, sorry. You give it a little jing, jiggle, Nulara, and feel the door. Um, it definitely feels locked. It's definitely yours, Bukta. All right, all right. I step up, crack you my knuckles. Pardon me, excuse me, work to be done. Uh, I will check for traps. Okay. It does not appear to be trapped, but it is fairly well maintained. And uh, the lock is definitely pickable for you um, with, with some tools. It, it just seems to be locked. Um, and you, as you're looking through it, you can actually, the keel is big enough that you can actually peer into the next room a little bit. And what you see, it's, it's hard to make out details, but it appears to be like a large square room with a bunch of like oversized stuffed chairs. And there's definitely like a pulsing light in there. Although it doesn't, you know, you don't see anything. It's hard to make out details. Yeah, like a reading room of some sort. We're way too low level for that room. It's full of chairs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are they moving? That's the thing. They you don't see them move until it's too late. Oh no! I will uh, pick the lock. Yep. Give me that pick that uh, thievery check. Nice. Okay. Um, you get your little tools out, and it's not too much of a fuss. Like click, you're able to make short work of the lock and unlock it. All right. It's unlocked. I will step back and hide behind this chair. <laughs> yep. Okay. Using the chair for cover. Uh, so, maybe uh, how, Maybe Clovis, we need some lights in here. Well, the light is pretty bright because there's a bright glowing light right over the center of the room. Uh, so it is lighting up this room at least. Um, I'll walk out a little bit just to let them know that we're going to be walking into a door. Oh, uh, okay. We're going to head deeper into this room. Not sure. Uh, okay, I'll open the door. I'm ready. Okay. More doors. Yep. So, let me just give you a quick overview of what you see. Uh -huh. So. Oh. So, here's what you see. This room looks exceptionally comfortable with a thick carpet, bright light from another glowing chandelier, and soothing incense that burn. It's burning and, like, wafts coming up off the, the incense burner into your nose. Two overstuffed chairs sit opposite a low table stacked with books, while more books sit on the set of shelves to the west. A soft gurgling fountain, carved to resemble a mossy skull leaking water, sits in the northwest corner. And as you peer into this room, because I rolled a secret perception check for you, you your eyes like give a quick once over the room, you see hiding under the table in the middle a small creature with like eyes and it's hiding under the table trying to like avoid your notice and um, you kind of like make eye contact with it and it make eye contact with you and whatever this thing is instantly leaps out of the shadows to attack you. I need everybody to go ahead and roll initiative and this creature mm. is going to roll initiative with its 
stealth check because it was hiding before the fight. Ooh, not very good for... Oh, wait, I don't think it actually... This is why I hide all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That and your, like, you know, opening combat and stealth is kind of your, your bag. Exactly. Three, four, five. Okay, so... First to react, even though Nulara's in the room and Nulara is, like... Like the one that sees it, somehow like your your sixth sense kick in, and as you're looking through Nulara from behind your chair, maybe you're looking under the chair, you see this creature about to spring out, and you're the first to react, Mukta. What would you like to do? Uh, I quickly pull my short bow, knock an arrow in one swift motion, and let it fly right past Nulara. Okay, and because of your ability, it's flat-footed to you, or you just trigger sneak attack, how does it work? Yes, it's flat-footed. Any, uh, any creature I go before, if I roll stealth for initiative, is flat-footed to me. Perfect. So it is flat-footed to you. Go ahead and So technically, if I wanted to attack the rest of the party, <laughs> I could. Yes. That would be probably pretty true. You'd surprise them. All right. And we cut back to Yinus Mar giving you a hit on Clovis. I don't know oh. what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. No. Oh, I'm going to use a hero point on that one. Probably a safe bet to use a hero point on that three. That is a 23, which is a... It, well, technically, it's it's got plus... It's flat-footed, and it has a 1 AC because of Nulara being between you and the target. But in this case, a 23 with those penalties and bonuses, it does hit Clovis. Go ahead and roll damage on Clovis. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah, no. It, it hits the target. All right. Nice. All right. Eight points of damage, and it takes it all. Uh, shoot again. Go ahead. Oh, not quite. Yeah, good. that that's a critical miss. So that thing, like, just like it, it just lands in the the chair, boom, completely missing mm -hmm. your target. And then third action, I will hide behind the chair again. Okay, go ahead. Okay, that's pretty sneaky. That's my turn. Let's see. I'm just okay. ducking. All right, Clovis, you're next. Do uh, after with my ray of frost. 20. Okay. Twenty misses. Oh what? So you fling you fling the ray across you fling the ray of frost across the room through Nulara at your target, and it like does this like death little like fly maneuver, and your ray of frost just hits the far wall and misses. All right. With with Nulara in the doorway, I wouldn't. Would you be able to pass her? Yes, you can go past her. It is, if, now, if it's I'm an ally, it doesn't even cost extra movement, I don't believe. Um, now, here's the thing. If you're moving past her, you will be moving through a square that the creature threatens. Yep. So if it has any kind of attack, it will be able to take it. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to. At this point, I'm just thinking of something here coming up. So, all right. Well, my third action, I will... I want to see if, uh, if I have any knowledge of this thing and what it is and weaknesses. Yeah, okay. Recall knowledge. Um, 
in this case, I don't think you have any lore specifically that applies to it, but you can make a nature check. But uh, with a 17, you do not get any useful information. Very cool. All right, Hal. Hal is going to see this going on. He is going to take his loot and he will strum it and use lingering composition and inspire courage once again because that's what he yep. does. And he will sing that. Get it, get a girl, get 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 a girl. <laughs> Nilara is next. Okay. And my performance check is. I miss by one. Uh, yeah, you missed by one. I'm going to use so, a... Still, it, well, no, I'm not going to use it yet because that's all I'm doing. It, it still lasts one round, so everyone yep. does get Inspire Courage. Uh, so drag just, that onto your thing. Uh, I will sustain the lights. Not sure if that's helping. And I will do the shield on myself. Okay. Yeah, in this case, for sure, um, these lights that they're fighting in in the moment are bathed in light on their own. So just, I mean, whether or not that's safe to to drop the spell, I don't know, but you aren't in darkness in this room at the very least, like you were in the earlier fights. All right. All right. Well, speaking of get it, girl, Nulara. Okay. Power attacking with my trident. I was going to offer you some kindness. Anywho, I'm gonna expend a hero point. Yeah, that 17 is gonna miss. So hero point incoming. Our attack. My I think how's the last one with the hero point? Wow, 19. 19 is going to miss. Mm, and then I wanna give room for Bokta, so I'm just gonna take a step right here. Okay. That's like the you kind of shuffle. Like, that is a, it. It's a little bit of difficult terrain because there's like chairs in the way and furniture, but you're able to like maneuver around it. Oh, excuse okay. me. That was all three actions, correct? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Up next, this thing leaps out from its hiding place. I think the first thing it's going to do is step back away from you, Nulara. So its first action is to use step. Okay. It gets to, it like flies onto the side of the room and it's kind of like hovering there. It has 25 foot speed and a 25 foot fly speed, but I think it can't step with fly, so it's like it's like just like nimbly on its feet, like stepping away from you, I guess. And then from where it is, it um, reaches up and it takes its little hand and it points it right at you, and it grins and it says, "Let's see." Oh wait, let's see what language does it speak. It. Speaks. It's speaking in Sylvan, so I don't know if anyone can speak Sylvan. Doesn't uh, sound like it. No. <laughs> Not I. So it reads out. It starts taunting you in this like little high pitched voice, which you don't understand, but it's very poetic and sounds of the old world. And then it brings its hands up and it casts a spell on you, which is searing light. So a giant light ray extends from its hands right at you, Nular. Okay. So. Attack roll. 21? Yeah, hits my shields down. Okay. So, it's not a critical hit. It's just a success. So you take full damage. 
5d6. Those are pretty decently low rolls. 14 points of fire, fire damage. Okay. So you take 14 points of fire damage, um, but that's it. Um, it doesn't, it's not passing through magical darkness, so it's not searing the darkness. You're not a fiend or an undead, so it's not extra damage. Um, and that's, that's all three of its actions. That's its turn. Mukta. All right, do let me know if I can do this. I'm going to try to, if I have no longer have uh, sight of it, can I sneak to here? Sure, yeah. So I'm going to have partial cover from the furniture in the room and the doorway and stuff like that. So I'll make so a I'll... secret. Yeah, make this that sneak roll, that stealth check. All right. Yeah, okay. That is, um, so you, you sneak into position and then you get ready to fire. I'm so assuming. Yes. It is flat-footed. Yeah, you, you beat its perception. All right. I will fire. I forgot to target it. Nice. That's 27. Uh, 27 is a hit, but not a crit. All right. And then I, <laughs> I'm hidden. I don't know, but my, everything went dark once he moved. I can't even see anything. All right. Oh, somehow the door got closed in front of you, Clovis. Uh, I was like, what? Everything went dark. I'm like, he is really stealthy. All right, six points of damage. All right. And then I will drop my short bow. Okay. And for my third action, take the stride action and run here. There he is. Okay. And that's my turn. All right. Clovis? I am going to shoot acid at him. Or her, I guess I should say. Okay. Um, an 18 is a miss. Zero point on that. Um, it. I'm gonna do the same thing too. Wanna to roll to see if I can get a uh, uh information. Yep. On seeing it okay. any weaknesses. Um racking your brains for anything that you can make sense of what this creature is or any weaknesses it could have. Coming up empty, you're still not sure. Okay. My turn. Alright, how? Alright. I am going to uh, sing some more songs. So I will do uh, Inspire Courage to get it to keep going, and I will sustain the lights while I do it. Uh huh. So. You make that performance check. That's a success. Nice. All right. So three rounds. Three rounds. But I'm out of focus points. Okay. Um, sustain free action. I'm going to move up. It's closer. Uh, probably okay. down here to see if I can see anybody. Um, creature from there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll move. I don't know that. if you want to or not, but you can. Yeah. I'll move to that point just to see my friends. Um, and, uh, that is my turn. So 
So, Hal, before it's New Lars turn, at the end of your turn, as you're like in this hallway, doing your inspiring music, echoing it down the hallway, like, you know, being fairly loud, um, right at the end of your turn, after you, you play the music and you step a little closer to your friends, the door to the private collection, you hear like a as the door opens, and you turn and look with your eyes, and as the door opens, you see like a curious ghoul sticking its head out into the hallway and kind of makes eye contact with you. Close the other door. <laughs> That's always been a good move. <laughs> All right, new Lara. Okay, so I'm going to flank this creature. Okay. Uh, you move up and you flank it. Um, action, and then I'm going to hit it. Uh, yeah, go ahead and drag inspire courage again because I go. It went away because you know it only lasts for one round, but okay. it lasts for three now because it's got a new go. um, application of it. Uh, so uh, they're flat-footed, yeah. They are flat-footed because you are flanking with Mukta. Okay, so um, taking a hit with my trident. No. Are you serious? I have another hero point. You do, right? Yeah. Yes, I do. You remember la- uh, last session? You gave me another one for this session. Okay. Come was that on. the? Was that? Huh? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, you're right, because you freed the, the, the spirit, mm-hmm. so you get to take an extra hero point. I don't know if I call that at the beginning of the session, but that's right, so you started with two. Good job. Okay, take it. Damn. 20, Whoa, actually 20? 20 with flat-footed condition will hit. Ooh. Let's nice. go. Uh, for 19 points of damage. Nice. Very nice. 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 And then uh, I'm going to raise my shield for my third okay. action. Okay. Very cool. That's the end of my turn. Okay. Now this thing gets a turn. Give me a second as I, again, look at all of its abilities. I think what it does is it actually, it's going to like leap from where it is and it's going to fly. Like it's going to like start flying kind of south away from you guys but this is a move action which would indeed trigger your um reaction new lara yes attack of opportunity so you can take your attack of opportunity because it's uh doing it while it's between us um yes because you actually taking the move action triggers it so the minute it starts the move action from that square and leaves the square it would trigger it so yes oh absolutely flat-footed all right so that would be... And if I'm wrong, yell at me in chat. 22. Uh, 22 will hit. Awesome. Uh, so they would take... Nice. 17 Ooh, points. Of a lot of damage you just dished out. Very nice. It's blo- it goes bloody. Like, you hit it really hard. So here's what happened. You hit it really hard with your trident as it flits away from you. Enough to bloody it. You can feel it, like, off the end of your trident as it, like gets sliced as it flies. You hit it so hard, it blinks out of existence. Oh, what? <laughs> so it flies south of you, and as it does, it's going to take its reaction to use its blend with light ability. And there's like a, a little like flash of light, and it, it flies up into like the chandelier light. And as you like, your eyes adjust to the like painful like elements of its, the, you know, your eyes seeing this thing, oh, uh, you realize you've lost it. You might have so now everyone it seems to be unaware of its location. And then it continues move action. So, okay. 
Um, and that's its turn. Mukta. Well, shit. <laughs> I'm going to try to see if I can I guess technically, it? wait, wait. So if it's invisible, it can't be seen. You're undetected to everyone. You guys are aware of its position, so you're. it's not unnoticed. It's just hidden to you guys. So we we didn't see where it Oh, it's, it's unobserved, went. right? You lost it in the light, and then it continued flying. Um, I'm going to have it with the third action, because it still had an action it never actually took, technically. Two actions. It's going to do, like, an actual sneak. So we'll see how bad its sneak was. Um, and maybe you'll have a sense of where it is, because it does have to actually hide from you. Even if you don't see it. All right, not the best. So what's your perception? Nulara, 18. Nulara, you have no idea. I don't know where it went. Mukta, you have some sense that it left this room and you you feel like it moved into the room to the next. Uh, Also, Heisenberg in chat just redeemed. Give Mukta a hero point. So Mukta, you have a hero point. Thank you, Heisenberg. Hey! All right, time to be heroic. Let's go. You can do it. Come on. <laughs> I'll yell out. I, I think it moved into the other room. What are we going to do? Uh, wait, where is everyone else? I just hear how. I hear his loot. I don't. I, I think have you, no. You, you have eyesight with them if you look out the two doors, like three doors. Wow. I am going to yell out. Shit. It's in the other room. I have to then move back in here, stride, and pick up my bow. Mm-hmm. Do I see That's this? Point. You, cannot, I... uh, you cannot see it, but with its stealth check and with your perception, you get the feeling it's in the like northeast corner of the room. No, I mean this, this ghoul here. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you see the ghoul. Also, you you sense its presence right around here in the room because you it did not roll high enough to beat your um, oh it's in this room. passive, but like no no the creature that the this creature that you're fighting now is yeah yeah it's you, here you feel but you then see a very startled ghoul in this doorway open up with his eyes just kind of like looking at you guys flabbergasted. I will yell, you two get in here now. Close the door behind you. And uh, I guess for my third action, I will. Can I still shoot at it at the general area? I don't know. Um, so it's hidden from you instead of instead of. Um, so let me see. Um, it's hidden, so it's just a DC 11 flat check. You can make the attack, but it has a DC 11 flat check to hit it or not. All right. So you want to try to do that? I'm going to try it. All right, let's start with the flat check. Roll a DC, a D20. All right. (laughs) Good thing you have that hero point. (laughs) Yeah, it's not going to hit on the flat check, so you tell me if you want to use your hero point. Up to you. I feel like I might need it with these ghouls coming up. But that thing did some nasty damage with the spell. I'm going to use it. Thank you, Ryzen. Hero point. Okay, (laughs) this is cashing in this hero point. 1,000 heroic coins from Heisenberg in chat. Let's see if it helps. Roll that flat check. Oh, no way. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, oh man, that's amazing. Oh, that sucks. That's okay. I, uh, oh no. <laughs> that well, I said I was still going to attack, but it misses. Yep. So yeah, your attack might have missed. That's my turn, and I'm going to change my digital dice again. <laughs> <laughs> well, while we're on that subject, um, Rollsmith, who makes really cool dice. Um, that skins dice specifically for Foundry if you're using the Dice to Nice module and you want some dice, go check out Rollsmith, the Rollsmith.com, I think. You can buy some dice. And this month they put out a free set of digital dice for Foundry to celebrate Pride Month. So I added some rainbow colored dice in there if you are feeling lucky. Alright, Clovis. Alright. So I have no idea where that thing's at, right? Uh let's see. What oops, let me see. What's your one you it, it was it something invisible like moved into this room right you you heard it felt that you don't have sight on it but you know it's in this room somewhere and mukta is kind of aiming and telling you he thinks it's in the corner so you feel like you have a good sense of where it is because it's it's hidden to you but you're aware of where it is if that makes sense it, it's it's this odd sort of like scale of like is it unobserved or hidden or, or whatever so it's not completely hidden to you or it's hidden to you let's just put it that way and you think it's in this you feel like it's in the square but to attack it it requires a dc 11 check the stealth rolls are very complicated i'd like to holler out um you know as you said it came at the end of my turn uh i would say uh, uh clovis uh one of those guys uh with the robes and the ears on his neck are coming through that door and i'll tap mushy to tell uh, Clovis mm-hmm. and point over there. Like playing telephone. Alright, so I am going to then move here and attack the ghoul with an acid spot. I can't see the other thing. Sure. Coming behind us. 23? Um, 23 hits. Nice. So this thing, like, opens the door, right? Like, it looks kind of startled and gets hit in the face with an acid splash for five points of damage. Burning its eye, like, washes over its face. The kinky ghoul. <laughs> the kinky ghoul, yes. His tag spawned as kinky. Wow. So he wow. likes it. He's like, he licks his lips and he, like, winks at you close. <laughs> He's into it. Wow. Oh. Nice. Maybe we can go back to the respectable ghoul, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and that was all three of your actions? That is all three of my actions. Let me hit all right. Hal. Hal will uh, sustain the lights. Okay. And I'm just going to put this up there so we can add it one more time. Um, he's going to... Um, yeah, I'm going to stride down. Like, well, shit. Yeah, I'm going to stride down. And bring uh, and sustain the lights. Okay. Stride and then cast uh, shield. Okay. Just keeping yourself safe. Courage. Inspire courage. Be sure to drag it on your character. Yep. All right. At the end of your turn, with this ghoul's turn, after it gets hit in the face and it, like... It like rubs like the acid off, and it's not sure whether it likes it or hates it. It just lo- looks at you guys, like looks at you, because you're the only one that can see it right now. Well, Mukta and Clovis looks at you, and it just you watch it slam the door closed. Okay, Nulara. 
Alright, so I'm just gonna follow Mukta's sleep and I will take uh, my movement to stride over to the next room. Uh, where is he? Oh, it. Mukta. Okay. Uh, do I do a flat? I'm just gonna try and throw my trident at it. So it's it it's it is undetected right now. So you can make I will allow because you're getting help from your allies and stuff. You can make this, but the flat check is going to be a fifteen. What perception? You, you can make a seek action to perceive it and try to make it hidden instead if you want. Okay. Seek action. Okay. So if you want to do that, then go ahead and make a perception roll. It's going to take one action to seek. You see where my arrow is in the wall? It's definitely <laughs> not over there. Okay, um, Yep, so you're taking the seek action in this moment wow. and seeing if you can beat its stealth roll. Oh yeah, very nice. So it's it's right up here in this square. You, you get a sense on it, the, the shimmering edges of it, the visibility. So it's now only hidden instead of undetected. So because it's hidden, you can make a DC, it's, you can still make the attack, but it's a DC 11 check. Oh, okay, got it. Because it's still, yeah, yeah, no problem. Your attack is going to hit. Make that attack roll. I'm going to throw my trident at the wall. Okay, come on, trident crit. Come on, trident crit. Oh, twenty-three oh. though. That is a hit. Ah, oh, yes, nice. Uh, nice. That will be fifteen points of damage. Nice. Oh, so it slams in. You, you it like. It like slams into this thing, and you see your trident just hanging in midair for a bit, and this and it like your trident like spins around before coming loose for the creature and landing, like on the ground below it. It seems like you've heard it quite a bit, but it is not, like, dead. Ah, uh, Mukta, I lost sight of the other two. Are they okay? Uh we have more of those uh, ghouls coming, but they appear. I think he closed the door. What? Maybe they want to finish eating. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> One thing at a time. Okay. Yeah. Let me know. That's the end of my turn. Okay. He's got some tricks, but he doesn't have a lot right now. And you guys kind of have him. It pinned in in a rough spot. I think it's going to, from this corner, it's going to reach out and it shoots like it... It's like invisible, right? And it throws like a, um, I guess the best thing to describe is like a moat of light sears from this creature across the room right at you, Nulara. So you are flat footed to it because it is uh, hidden to you. So it's going to make a strike, but that's a 25. Uh, Hits. Hits, but is not a crit, right? Your AC is not 15 with the flat footed. Um. No, it would be 18, even with the flat-footed. Yep, so it's a hit. So it's going to deal seven points of force damage to you. Because it is flat-footed to you, you also get it gets sneak attack. So that's okay. three more points of precision damage. Okay, I'm good. And as it does that, it's no longer invisible. It, like, reappears visibly. Let me see you. And then... It takes a move action. Like, again, here, it flies up into, like, the chandelier. And 
and that allows it again to try to like go invisible and lose itself in the light. Uh, Steve, the, I have a question. My trident yes. is on it, so do we still no, no, see it, where it is? It fell out and like landed on the ground, so it's on this square. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. It didn't. It didn't stick in <laughs> the whole way. Yeah. Okay. It, your trident would probably weigh it down. It could not move if your trident was in it. I don't think. Um, so it's going to then go invisible again, and it's going to make a stealth check while it's invisible to try to hide from you guys. Um, okay. And it beats then all. <laughs> beats all of us. <laughs> Possibly. It wasn't uh, <laughs> Right, yeah. And then it, it flies somewhere. Like, like you guys have no idea where it flew at this point. All right, and that's his turn. Mukta. All right. Seeing this thing vanish twice going into the light. Um, what is the chandelier attached with to the ceiling? Just like some glass and a bit, little bit of chain. And it doesn't look too hard to, like, break. I'm going to break the chandelier. Yes. Yeah. You want to make an attack roll at it, or how do you want to do it? Yes, I would like to shoot. That's what I was saying, if I could, like, shoot an arrow at it, or how would I... Yeah, yeah, you can shoot it. It's just glass and, like, some chain, so you could absolutely do this. All right. Ooh, those are, like, see-through dice or something. That's weird. Glass. Go ahead and roll damage on that. Sorry, I didn't know if it was flat-footed or not. I mean, it's flat-footed. That's fine. Uh, so you shoot the arrow up into the chandelier. It's just glass, and your arrow, like, bounces around, and you watch as the whole thing kind of shatters, and as some of the glass that, like, holds it in place begin to shatter, it starts wobbling, and the whole thing hits the ground and, like, shatters into glass. So I'm going to I'm gonna unhide this thing. So this square right here is now covered in broken glass, which makes it difficult to rain in unbalanced terrain. So... You know, moving across that square carefully is going to be kind of an issue. But what you were hoping for, Mukta, is that the light would go out once it crashes into the ground, like a torch would go out. Um, but what you see is, like, there is um, a torch in the middle of this glass thing, and it hits the ground underneath the glass, like, kind of half buried. It continues pulsing its light. The torch does not go out. Interesting. Uh, water in your uh, skin? Yeah, I'd have to get out of my... I'd have to... Right, do action, action to get it out. Yes. Um, I'm going to try something a little crazy. You could pick it up and throw it. <laughs> What's your crazy thing? I want to hear it. Uh, that might be a better idea. No, no, no I want to hear the crazy idea. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do the crazy idea. Why not? I turn to the Lara and I say, oh, yeah. if you see it, kill it. Oh, and I'm okay. going to jump on top of the uh, land to <laughs> <laughs> try to cover, cover it with my body. Okay. So you jump onto the thing and just kind of wrap yourself around the torch to see if it, like, burns you. You know, you like, um, you, like, you do that. So you kind of go over the thing, wrap yourself around it. As the flames, like, go into your belly, it doesn't hurt. And you do dim the light. So I'm trying to, like, completely cover it. Like, you know, like like yeah. uh, Steve Rogers on the grenade. Yeah, grenade, yeah, you know? yeah. That's what's happening. So you're, like, covering this this light. Um, 
So if I you're have to on, take you're, any you're on the broken glass, though, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm um, willing to take damage. Yeah, yeah. Make a make a reflex save. Is it, yeah, make a reflex save. Nice. No problem. You're not awesome. you're not damaged by that. So here's what I'm gonna do. This this object is an actual loot token. So why don't you just take the torch that is on that loot object and add it to your character sheet, and then I'll just get rid of the object. All right. Oh, ever burning torch. Okay. And so now you're currently Steve Rogering on the grenade this torch, and the room you're in gets swallowed in darkness. No little glowing flying thing anywhere. Not in this room, nope. Yeah, it was worth a shot. Um, I see it fucked up. So that was my, I think, I guess my third action would be to grab the torch and put it in my, it, like, I guess, put it away. Yeah, just put it away. Yeah. Okay, so you grab it and then you look around, you don't see it, and then you shove it into your little, like, belt pouch and, uh, like, zip it up or whatever. Do you have a belt pouch? Something, right? I have, uh,. I have a bandolier, but it's full right now, actually. Yeah, plus, I don't think a, ban- a bandolier would, like, leave it exposed, and it would still yeah. be blowing. Yeah. So you I don't have a- actually have anywhere you can put it. If you had that feet, you could stuff it in your mouth. So, okay, well, my second action was, like, jumping on it and picking it up, right? Like, interacting with it, yeah. So my third action, can I throw it out the room? Yeah, for sure. All right. Yeah, it just flies. I'm going to just have it fly out the room, and I added the light effect like down here just past Clovis as it flies out of the room past Clovis. All right. And uh, that's my turn. Clovis, make a reflex save. <laughs> a reflex save. You Clovis. can do it. Think, now, think fast. Roll or <laughs> no, you can make it public. That's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you like, ah, you duck and it flies right over your head and like lands just a little bit past you in the hallway. Holy shit. I knew it. Fuck, Mushi, uh, Mushi is a little fl- flammable there. Be careful. <laughs> All right, Clovis, it is your turn. All right, so, fuck, I don't know where this thing's at. So, can I investigate or, like, I don't know, search or something to see if I see it? You can, but here, like, taking the seek action in combat, you can define a 10-foot square of area, and you're searching that 10-foot square. So you have to tell me what 10-foot square you want to search, and then we can roll it. Am I able to hold my action, or... You can can spend two actions to hold an action. You can. It's two actions to hold an action to cast a one-action action. action. I don't think you can hold, like, a casting a spell or anything. let's do this. But I'm not sure about that. In here. Uh Uh-huh. And I am going to give Laura two good berries. So you're gonna like cast good berry? Yep. And then she gets uh, two of them. I'm gonna give her. Are you gonna shove them into her mouth? Uh, yeah. I'll just feed her like <laughs> she's a princess. But because I think I think casting the good berry. Let me just see real quick. Uh, casting the good berry is two actions. Two actions. And then you move to the. Oh, you move. Action. So you actually you can cast it and get the good berries in your hand, but you can't actually feed them to her or give them to her because you're out of actions. Oh. Um. Okay. okay. Well then, I no sorry. I'm but you have heal. You, you want to cast heal instead? Okay. Yep. And I'm right next to her, so it'd be just one action. It'd be perfect. So I give her some. Yeah. I mean, you can still do the two action version to increase the heal by eight hit points if you want. You still have two actions, right? Oh, I do. Yeah, let's do that. Or you can spend one action to give Mushi. Let's do that. 
technically you could have used two action to cast Goodberry and handed it, and then Mushi could have taken it from you and he walked him over to her, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead and roll that healing. I'll take so, it. it's actually, it should be, yeah, it should be, it's 2d8 now. Um, so, 8 plus, you did two action versions, so that's 16 more, so that's 26. Whoa. Because 6 and 2 is 8, that's so the 2d8. Eight. So eight. If you do the 30 foot, the two action version, it increases the healing by 8, and then when it's heightened, it's actually another 8, so it's plus 16. So, yeah, 24. Eight, Wait, so 16. in total, how how much do I get? Six, eight, 16? plus, twelve, like, 16. So that's 24 total. Okay. So 24, 8, I add 16. Oh, wait, no, this is the first level. You cast it with first level, because you don't want... You're casting uh, the first level spell? Oh, or that's right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think next time around I need to move one to second level. Okay, so it is only You're first right. level, so that's 10 total. Sorry. And total, okay. Yeah. So it doesn't automatically heighten like your cantrips. It only right, heightens if you cast it from the second level spell slot. Uh, yeah, but I can't I'll cast it, it unless I have it in the spell slot. Yeah, you didn't yeah. prepare it in a second level spell oh. slot, so. Okay. So it gives you a little bit. Yep, and that was your three actions, right? Thank you, Clovis. Yep. You're welcome. All right, Hal, back in the hallway. Okay, uh, what is going on here? I hear them. Where is Hal? Hollering, um, I will sustain the lights. I will move up to see what is going on. Actually, that's it. I will look at Mukta and like give him the shrugged shoulders. Uh-huh. Where, where is everything? What are we doing? We have to dim the lights. I will. Well, okay. And I will use an action to get rid of the lights. Oh, nice. You mean dim your dancing lights, or what? Yep. What are we? Okay, yeah. Yep. So, so you want to dismiss them? Yep. Or do you just want to not? Yeah. Okay, that works. Or you can? Could you move them in the hallway, maybe? Or <laughs> like gun out the, the, the hallway goes dark, except for the glowing torch, a bright light standing right next to you, pal. That is all my actions. So that's my turn. Okay, Nilara. Um, I know it rolled a pretty high stealth, but can I still use a seek action to find it? You can. So first off, make sure you add the drag another um, Inspire Courage to your token because the other one expired because it only lasts one round. Secondly, Uh, you tell me which 10-foot square you want to search. Oh, man. Roll a d4. (laughs) Because you can can search a 10-foot square with a seek action. Yeah, I'll roll a d4. North is one. East is two. Oh, north. So one. So no Do north. I know that so this here. is a wall? Oh. Yeah, so which oh. which four, you, you like north, right? So which four squares do you want to search? Oh, four squares? Well, it's 10 foot by 10 foot, right? Okay. So it's... These four. So this, 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 and this. Okay. Make the seek action. Okay, so seek action. So that would be my... Perception. Perception. Okay. Uh, perception would be oh, 20. Yep. That's you are aware that it is in, you do sense it in the north middle square. Nice. Okay. Good roll on that d4. <laughs> oh, I don't have my tr- <laughs> I don't have my trident. You don't have a trident. Um, so for my second action, I'm going to pull out my morning star. Okay. 
you know what? And then for my third action, I will just get in its face. That way, if it does something funky, I can attack it. Okay. Yep, it's right in, in here. A yep, yellow. Lars pointing like up on the north side. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the end of my turn. Shut the door. Okay. I can't get out. Okay, so it is its turn. <laughs> so it does try to move away from you. It is hidden, but it can trigger your opportunity attack. Would you like to use it? Uh, yes, please. Okay, DC 11 flat check. Come on. 17. Nice. Gonna hit. Make the attack roll. Nice. Um, with my morning star, that will be... 27. That's gonna hit. That's gonna hit. Nice. Okay, uh, Roll damage. I'm on. Uh, ten. So this Boy, thing, so like, bludgeoning. yeah, this thing, like, darts away from you, and like, you just dig in. You take your best guess. Your morning star cracks across this thing's like face, and you watch as it the invisibility shimmers off of it as it flies like across the room, like spinning, and crashes into some bookshelves on the far end of the room and hits the ground, dead. Hey. Got it! Can someone pick up my trident, please? Alright, the creature's finished off. So experience-wise, you guys all get 80 experience for that fight. So that was a level 5 creature. Nice. Wow. A little, little thing there. It was a little... I mean, it, it seemed like it you could do some nasty yeah. spells. <laughs> Yeah. Here, Nolara, here's your uh, here's your trident. Oh, you dropped it. Thank you, Clovis. Uh, let's get in this room real quick. I'm going to pick up the uh, the lantern, the ever burning torch. Okay. I'm not going to put it away, so I'm going to have it as our light for now. Mm-hmm. So you're just holding it up. Yep, I'm just holding it. I'm going to close this door. <laughs> Actually. Close both doors. Yeah, yeah. But Clovis, let's uh, come in here for a moment. There you go. Now you're pulsing with light. All right. So then I will uh, the doors close are closed. Those doors. Bring in with the torch glistening, and you disappear into this room. So, again, I know it's been a minute since I read the box text, but this room looks exceptionally comfortable with the thick carpet, bright light from a glowing chandelier, and soothing incense burning. Two other stuffed chairs sit opposite a low table stacked with books, while more books sit on a set of shelves to the west that now has a dead creature lying at the base of it. A soft gurgling fountain carved to resemble a mossy skull leaking water sits in the northwest corner, right where Hal is currently standing. I would like to uh, detect the magic and see if I can find anything in the room. Yes, you do a detect magic, and absolutely, you get a magical detection from this room. And there is magic in here somewhere. Uh, I'm not sure where it might be. Uh, maybe you can look around a little bit, uh, Mukta. And also, uh, you can see, like, one of these chairs, there's a book that's just been left open, like... Like on one of the chairs, there's a pile of like books in the center, but one has been left open on the chair and it looks like it's opened into a large illustration of some kind of grotesque sort of diagram of a body. Um, as Hal is telling me there's magic in the room, I'm going to look at the torch in my hand and then look at the chandelier and say, 
I think I know where the magic is. Oh? Uh, where, where, where is it? And then I put my hand over the torch. Um, he is aware of that magical effect on that torch, and it, even when he, like, gets rid of that effect and hones in on the rest of the magic, there's still another magical aura coming out of this room. Other than the chandelier as well? Oh, do you want to go up into that chandelier and get that torch? Yeah. So you crawl up on the desk in the chair and you reach up. Without destroying the chandelier, you can, like, dislodge and pull out a second ever-burning torch. So would this be the other so you still detecting another magical source or once once you and I'll, I'll put up this lamp so if anyone wants to take the other torch after the character sheet they can um once you get rid of that magical effect um you are not no longer getting any sort of magical sense in the room mm. uh, i think it was your uh dual wielding of the torches that is magic i'm not sure if it's the magic because you're dual wielding or is because you have the torches <laughs> i mean i've got the magic in me so uh, oh, Lara, you want one of these? Uh, I can put it in my backpack. Sure, I mean, Clovis, I think you could see in the dark, right? Or do you have the light? Um, you can, can make the lights the with your hands oh, and, uh... Yeah. I can create light, so... I don't we all know Hal can make his dancing, uh, globulos as well, so maybe, Nulara, me and you can each have one of these torches, huh? Yeah, and Clovis, you've been on Book Lookout. For the whole time you've been here and looking around this room, there are definitely books. And if this is indeed Belcora's personal like reading room, if this is you know on the other side of the, the office, um, there is definitely some interesting books that might catch your eye here if you want to uh, continue your search. There's also besides the door that you guys came in on the east, there's a door to the north and a door to the south. Is there a title on the book that's just left open on the table? Um, it doesn't look. Uh, do you want to like? So you want to pick it up and like look and see if there's a title? Uh, yeah. Okay. You like pick up the book and sort of um, take a look. It's written in Undercommon. Oh, I don't understand it. But one of your allies can look at it. Yeah, like Hal takes a peek over your shoulder, Hal, right? You, um, it's called Pathways of the Worm. This is something about the worm. Um, and the sub the subtitle is. A history of ritual sacrifice. Uh, it is about uh, sacrificing people. Maybe perhaps he eats them uh, after they sacrifice. Uh, it's, uh, I'm not really sure you want to be reading this good, Nulara. Maybe I'm going to make sure that Borbo doesn't see it. I think Mukdok can uh, be more comfortable with this book. Or at least uh, I know he can read it, but uh, maybe it's more akin to something he is been around more than me it's not music so I, i'm not really interested Borbo, does this look uh does this room look familiar oh sorry now borbo's like looking around and he's like he, he can't move right so he can't have no facial expression he's like you know and it's like a little like goblin thing he's like no no uh, i would never be allowed in belcora's office are you kidding me wow this is this is like sacred ground Mukta wasn't really paying attention. He was putting his hand in and out of the flame of the torch. But mm -hmm. here's Hal's last bit. And, uh, what book is that? Let me take a look. And he starts to read the book. And, oh, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. 
No, oh my god. Get a closer look. There's it's it's an illustrated book, so every page is like detailed illustrations of like different ways to do a ritual sacrifice to appease different things depending on what you're trying to do. And the best way to like sort of murder someone and draw it out and it shows exactly where to do the puncture wounds to like make it it's, it's very grotesque, but as you flip through it, it's terrible. It's annotated with like someone has taken like a quill and just written like like drawn like ridiculous drawings like one of the ritual sacrifice bodies it's like there's no details and someone's drawn like a penis on it and the next one has like mustaches and like oh. angry eyebrows it's something has gone through and just written like written all over this in fairly fresh ink probably this someone oh, sorry i don't know maybe that's feature there's definitely like a little like open pot of like ink with like a quill like hanging out of it that has like fairly fresh ink on it. So it seems like, yeah, maybe that's what this thing was up to before you disturbed it. Oh no. I'm going to, yeah, go over to the creature and look for any maybe ink stains or. Uh, yeah, so you take, you, you reach down and look at this thing's like hands, ink all over its hands, absolutely. Oh no. Mm. Oh, it was I feel kind of bad for killing the thing now, but uh, <laughs> I know. Oh, well, I don't know. We have a. How are you spending? Are you refocusing uh, during this, this is... time? I know you usually refocus as soon as you get a moment. That is correct. I want to sit in the corner and play the loot and go into a meditative okay. state and refocus. Yeah, so you're refocusing. Okay, you can go ahead and add a focus point back. Thanks. And Clovis. During this exchange, while Mukta and Nular are kind of looking at the books and Hal's refocusing, uh, you still have the two good berries in your hand if you wanted to hand them off to someone. What would you like to do? Are you refocusing? Are you searching through the books? No, I'm thinking. Um, okay. I like looking for the books, but now, um, what is everybody doing on health right now? Nulara, look, you look a little bit singed, huh? Oh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I should feel bad that we killed this thing, but... He did try to burn you alive, so maybe not. Okay, I'll give, uh, I'll give Nerlara the two good berries, and then... Uh... You're a lifesaver, Clovis. And then are you, after you give her the good berries, are you going to refocus? Or are you going to start looking? Figure out if I want to refocus. Okay, seven plus okay. eight, so oh, 15. Yeah, not bad. 15 hit points back. How are you doing now? I'm almost back to full, if I remember correctly. 36, 15, 41. Oh! 36, 40. How many again? 15? So it's 51? Oh, 15. 15, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm full. I'm back to full. Give me a perception check. A, a hidden perception check. And, like, you know, this, this first, you know, 10 minutes or so is going to go by and how you're going to get refocused. Okay. Uh, so as you look through these books, you do find one bulk worth of books that Morley Bent is interested in. You can put that on my character. I could I take can those. One can you? Okay. Yeah. I'll give it to Mukta. Okay. I'll put one bulk worth on your character you sheet. Pairing those. Uh, in, you can put it right in my backpack. <laughs> okay. There. Uh, so, uh, Nunu. So, if we got time, I'll uh, I'll refocus. If not, yeah, we'll you can move on. Then that's fine. Refocus. Okay. Well, yeah, you guys decide. So, ten minutes pass. This is all your actions, and then you guys can decide which you want to do next. Yes, Al. 
no, no. I would. Uh, I'm oh. not sure we've been down here for, for too long. Uh, that is my uh, friendly name for you, since we are companions. Um, mm-hmm. No, no. Uh, you you kill everything, and uh, hopefully we take care of you. Um, we've been down here for quite some time. Uh, I know Clovis has found several of these books that uh, Morley Bent was looking for. Do you think yeah. we need to, it will only take us a few minutes. We haven't gone very far. Go up and see where the sun is in the sky. Uh, if it is uh, way too late, we head back home. Or if it is still uh, high in the sky, uh, we continue on down here. But I don't think it should take us too long to get uh, uh, up the steps back to see where the sun is. I don't see any problem with that. How, how do you guys, how do you guys feel? Are you a little depleted on your, are you exhausted? I uh, I played all my good songs earlier in mm. the evening, and I just have the old old, old ones. Um, oh, I see. you know the normal ones that everybody likes. That's not real good. Okay. Oh, that's good. That's good for play, me. Play Freebird. If if I were to send Mushi out, Stephen, would I? Because I know I can get his feeling. Would I get a fill from him on where the sun was? If you wanted to send him all the way to service, I mean, yeah, you could. I think. What's the restriction on going through his eyesight? Did I get to share? Oh, yeah, I do. Sure, yeah. It doesn't say there's any limit on how far it can be, but it only lasts for once every 10 minutes, and then you can up see for minute. up to one minute. So there's no restriction. You can send them as far as you want. As long as we can get them out. Yeah. Um, if you guys want, I can send Mushi up, and we can stay down here if you do not want to go out. I, it is up to you. I think that's probably <laughs> good. Um, but, uh, I mean, Mushi has been, uh, well, he has been in the middle of things. I'm not sure. I think it's probably pretty safe. What do you think, Nunu? Now that I'm thinking about it, I kind of feel like camping down here, if that's okay with you guys. We can take turns taking watch uh, while you guys, you know, uh, take some rest, sleep a little bit. I will say, right, you guys don't feel tired. Like You might feel a little exhausted. So you feel that if you were to start taking a camping trip sleep right now, you would not benefit from a rest because you can only benefit from a rest once every 24 hours. So, or, you know, oh, basically 24 hours. It feels like you're pretty far away off from bedtime. So you could camp. You just have to camp longer than eight hours to get the effects of a long rest. Cause then you guys feel tired. Right. Right. Yeah. So either we continue to, Search and go around here, or we head back to town. And how many of the books uh, did you get? Uh, I remember Mulara uh, Nunu here. Uh, she was looking for the uh, shield from uh, the drunk man. Uh, do we have enough to uh, possibly buy that for her? We uh, we have four bulks. What does a bulk work out to, GM? Five gold. One bulk is five gold. Yeah. Yes, 20 gold worth. How much was that shield, Nunu? Was it a lot or not so much? Yeah, it was It was like 200, if I remember mm. correctly. So he's, if you got 20, I have 180. Uh, that makes like 200, I think. Do my math, Rory. Uh, no, I have only not like 180. I have the like, and I start counting my uh, platinum, platinum, gold, gold. I have some here. Damn. Uh, do you? I. It was from my my. It was from my pops, before they went to 
uh, Absalom. Um, I only have a little left. This fine instrument that doesn't play very well. But uh, I have uh, approximately 50-ish gold. You have 20 with the books. So, yeah, we may have to uh, continue uh, searching around. Yeah. yeah, we definitely want to get that shield for her. Yep, so I mean, gold. all valid options. We have, I think we have quite a bit of gold, right? We have 71 gold, another 21, so 92. Mm. I have this uh, onyx that we got, I believe, from the uh, that creepy table with that blood-sucking creature. It's worth a, should be worth a little bit of gold. So it sounds like we should uh, continue to look around. Um, yeah. Maybe we should go through this door, and Howell opens the door up top. Should we? Okay. Um, I would. Uh, while they were <laughs> while they were having that conversation, Mukta was going to the doors and checking, checking for yeah. sounds. <laughs> yeah. So should we? Um, yeah. Is it Make. time, Nalara, to let your let the soul go on this uh, doll, or do we? Still oh, me? Did, did Borbo do good? Go yes, and make that uh, amazing. That perception Wonderful. check. It's like, wait, we was that the? Did we find the the book lady? We did it. No, I don't think so. Not yet. On both doors, uh, completely silent. That's the problem with they blind rolls. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah, he thinks they're quiet. Yeah, I will. Um... I guess Hal opens that door. <laughs> I will open the door as I point at it. Perhaps we should go through here and open it. You open it into like a small private washroom with a bathtub and a small like privy, like a small like chamber pot that compared to the rest of this place, these are surprisingly clean, not quite as like pristine as like the, the circular room with the blue light in it, but definitely kept pretty clean. Is there water in the bathtub, and how oh. clean is somewhat clean? Uh, Alarmity. Uh, there is take a bath. There is no water in either the uh, bathtub or like the chamber pot. Well, I, I hope there's no water in the chamber pot. <laughs> no, that wouldn't be water. Uh, I don't think that's water. <laughs> can you create water? Uh, I know you can do different things with seaweed nature. Um, not that it is calling, but can you like? <laughs> Never mind. I mean, he did hit that thing with a blast of water earlier today. Yeah, my hydraulic push is gone. Is there anything in this room? Mukta, come here. Let me see your lights so I don't have to do more lights that everybody can attack. Yeah, if you want, you can give me a perception check, like a, a secret perception check. As you, you guys, you can give one to Mukta if you want to search around. So Clovis and Nular, while they're checking out the bathroom, what are you guys doing? I mean, you can go in there. It's just pretty... Tight squeeze. What do you think, Norlara? Is it time to let his soul go, or are we still going to be using him? You know, neither one of you turn up anything in this uh, room. Like, the bathtub is, like, completely empty. The chamber pot seems pretty clean. Like, you know, no residue or anything on the inside. Uh, but there doesn't appear to be anything of interest other than those two objects sitting in there. You do get a, a sense of magic, though, Hal, with you do your detect magic. I think there is uh, some magic in the chamber pot, Mukta. Yeah. Um, just just because this is a little a bit in the weird side, as you do the detect magic and you look around for items, because you're pretty sure there's some kind of item here, you start like kind of like understanding the magic as you're in this room, Hal. This room seems to be under some sort of enchantment to keep it clean. 
I, we could probably take uh, a few minutes to take the bass if we have some water. Uh, I don't think it will get uh, any more dirty than it is now, but uh, there's definitely magic uh, maybe to keep the place uh, clean like it is compared to the outside, or maybe it's to like whisk away this stuff over here and he points to the chamber pot. Uh, well, there's one way to know, and I push Hal out the door and close it. Uh-huh. He's going to take a shit. <laughs> and then... No. What are you doing? Number one. Oh. I'm going to... Um, I drank a little bit... I drank a lot of water from, you know, all the wine the previous uh -huh. from the party. Uh, I drank a fair bit of water and tea this morning, so... Okay. Just going to, you know... So, yeah. Relieve <laughs> some... You relieve yourself into the chamber pot. The chamber pot is, you know, fairly... This is a nice one. Like, it's actually built not quite like a modern toilet but it has this whole like comfortable chair that you can sit on with like a chamber pot that kind of down below that you can like just detach and switch out um so you use the bathroom and then uh when you're done you just like are staring at it and there's just a chamber pot full of like pee sitting there the pretty strong stream you got there Mokta. <laughs> yeah you just hear the water flowing from the other room Mokta will well open the door and how will be <laughs> uncomfortably close there is yes. a very fresh smell, though. The thing that you notice is, like, there's no sort of, like, urine smell whatsoever. It smells surprisingly clean and, like, neutral and, like, sterile. Is your water harmony? <laughs> I mean, that's pretty surprising. You know, they had the asparagus at that party last night. <laughs> okay, well, uh, let's take a look at this one down here. Okay. I'm going to so close the door. You open into this room. There's nothing in this room other than a broken stool and like a well-used old discarded whetstone for sharpening a blade. Mm. And then another door just, you know, 10 feet south. Yeah, uh, Mokta, please come here with your... Uh, there we go. Uh, the, the lights. Uh, I don't... This whetstone. Um, this is probably something to sharpen your wits. Uh, I don't know what this is. There's that door down there. I'm going to check for traps. Yeah, it seems like like most of these doors that you come through, not trapped, and this one's not locked either. Doesn't appear to be trapped or locked. I go back here. Uh, okay, do we want open. to stay here or keep going? All right. <laughs> so you, you open the door, and you can see like the, the room kind of goes out, and then there's a staircase right in front of you that descends down deeper. And you can see with a little bit of light at the bottom of this staircase... It, like, goes down about, like, 20 feet or so, and then there's another door at the bottom of the staircase. Mm. Uh, Mukta, friend, is it looks like uh, more stairs going down. Uh, maybe we should check more for the library. I know we have some decent amount of books. Maybe there's more uh, around. And uh, remember that, uh, hey, Clovis, and I'll close the door and walk back to Clovis. You saw that guy uh, that poked his head through the door at that other door across the way. Uh, maybe, uh, they got books in there. I hit him with some acid and he, uh, didn't like it. He shut the door. So, uh, maybe we should go check that out. Hopefully maybe we out. should be careful. Yeah. It's like at this moment when you guys hear a slightly muffled, like, like there's like a knocking kind of sound that sounds like it's coming from a door. Not, not this door directly here, but presumably the door to the office. And 
in, in Undercommon, you hear one of them say, like, uh, we request an audience, if you please. I'm going to be at the door, thieves tools out for my vandalier, ready to lock the door. <laughs> and okay. I look back towards the group. I look towards Hal, because we're the only ones who can understand, obviously, and say, what do you think, Hal? I mean, if they want to talk about it, uh, I would prefer them talking to us versus biting us, or at least biting you guys. Uh, we can have the conversation. We can keep the door closed, of course. I will uh, look back towards the group and say they want to talk. Oh, they do. And I will stay, be ready with the thieves tools to try to lock the door quickly if I can. And uh, be beside Hal as he tries to talk to the door. Okay. They, are they talking from this room, or do you think it's further out? It sounds like further. It's pretty muffled, and it's coming through a couple of doors. Like, it's hard to have a very normal conversation through this many layers of closed doors. I... Yeah, you have to, you'd be yelling back and forth. It's, it's doable. You just, you know, you don't convey a lot of the subtleties of conversation. Hal does not want to do that. He wants to have the conversation. Uh, maybe we can go in the other room, Mokta. I can barely hear what he has to say. Okay. All right. Sounds this, good. This, wait. <laughs> yes. Let's let the go in I'll front. Just, How just kind of walks past and like you look back, Mukta, you're like, what? And you look back to like new Lara and Clovis. That's how like kind of walks ahead. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of thinking of letting him go. Oh, wait, what? And then what do you want me <laughs> to do? Uh, why don't you go in there with him? So you hear this man. And as you get closer, how you do hear him speaking under common from the other side of the door. Just like. I don't think you understand it, but, you know, Mukta and them can hear and say, like, basically, uh, he's just like, uh, hello, is anyone there? We are here. Uh, my friend has the trident ready to put, put it through your head. Uh, we can have the conversation, though, uh, between the doors, if that's okay. So you speak in our common, and then it calls back, and it just says, I, we could go that way if you desire. I just thought you should know you are kind of treading on holy ground right now. And what don't does take he, uh... kindly to those who intrude and murder our friends. And they're like, you can like, there's a camera shot of them like standing around with all these like dead ghouls in this like library. <laughs> they are respectful cultists. Uh, okay, so where is the holy ground? Is it the entire library or is it just this room? Uh, that is now our room, or is it something else? Should we want to, the office to parlay? We leave. We would. We would. We would prefer if you just came willingly to meet with our priest, our high priestess. She can figure out the best way to proceed. I'll tell them we sa we saved the books that were being defaced by this creature. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you knew the guy who hid in the lights, but uh, we we got rid of him. Uh, he was probably a, a nuisance to you. Uh, we saved the books that was in here for you. But uh, I'm not sure we want to go see your uh, your priestess. Is uh, is your priestess like the other guy, the other boss down behind the curtain? And there's like a shot as they look like up the hallway towards the clacking blue light. And there's just more like like strewn like. I think we're up to like seven dead ghouls like along this hallway, right? 
I will say, as they try to convince you to go on this parlay with their high priestess, like, it, it tried to, like, make a lie to you, Hal, and you picked up on it. It's not so much that they don't want you to go see the high priestess, but, you know, you can tell that they don't expect any parlay. They're trying to lure you into a trap of some sort. Okay. Uh, how, and, about, um, how about this? Yeah. Uh, so you make that offer, right? And then they, like, you can, you can sense the anger and like resentment welling up inside of them. I'll give you three seconds to come out or we're coming in. 